Hey, welcome to the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am super stoked uh, for today's conversation. Um, it is with someone who I believe is making incredible waves uh, in kind of her circle of influence and is doing just incredible things to glorify God, to make God known and for herself to connect with him. And so, uh, yeah, I am incredibly proud to be able to uh, interview Tando Mauze today or Nolu Tando Cassandra Mauze for those <laughs> who want the full, the full intro. Uh, but Tando, welcome to the podcast, man. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Can you give uh, the people a brief snippet of who you are right now? What do you do? Where are you based? All of that kind of stuff, and then we'll dive in. All right. Hi, everybody. I am Nolu Tando Cassandra Mause, but I just go by Tando. We'll go by Tando. Um, I'm a 22-year-old psychology person. Um, I'm on my way to completing my master's in, psych- in clinical psychology. That's my great great mm. passion i am a disciple of jesus i've been a disciple for nearly four years now which is really really cool and weird but really cool um i yeah. love people and i love the arts um yeah i remember being told that like if you're not doing something in the arts actually by lulu that like i don't understand and i'm like i consider the mind to be an art you know expression <laughs> and whatnot so i'm like okay psychology oh, yeah. art it's cool um, I love fashion. Yeah. I love media. I'm currently a YouTuber now, but I'm also trying to see where that goes and where God takes me with that. And yeah, mm-hmm. I live in Joburg from Durban, but happy to be here. Come on. Nice. Well, you've, you've covered a bunch of stuff we'll talk about. You've covered the YouTube channel, your love for the mind and people, your artsy side, because I think that is... I think I, I agree with Lulu. I think you've got to be at least, even if it's your pinky toe involved in the arts, I think it's just naturally who you are. Um, and then you also covered the fact that you're a disciple. And so I think, you know, obviously uh, this podcast is about young people. It's for young people uh, to help them thrive in their life as well as in their faith. And, and we love to hear people's stories. So if you don't mind taking us back, you know, kind of the, the family of your family of origin, who, you know, your nucleus family, who was, uh, who was around you, who was Tandor, let's say from kind of age zero through to, you know, preteen, 12, 13 years of age. Okay, uh, cool. So like I said, I'm from Durban originally. Um, and mm. my situation was the unideal Christian situation is what I call it now um, in hindsight. But okay. yeah, so I was born to, my parents weren't married when I was born and my mom was actually 18. So that did a lot for how I came up in terms of where I lived. Mm-hmm. I was all over with grannies and um, aunts and uncles and my parents' friends sometimes as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, until we moved to... Well, my parents then got married and then we moved to Joburg where my dad actually got met okay. at a KFC at Krista by Uncle, nice. <laughs> by Uncle Andrew Kekana and that's when we started going to church Um but again, with me being as young as I was, it wasn't anything personal. It was just like, okay, that's what we do. Sure. Also, I'm not much of a morning person. So the idea that after having had to go through a week of waking up for school on the weekend, I must wake up. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of this place. Mm-mm, it's a no for me. But we would sure. go. It's what we do. Okay. Um, and my dad 
um, I remember my dad got baptized and because I didn't understand what was going on, I, in, I, I looked mm-hmm. at that as them drowning him because it was in a pool. And I was like, that's never going to happen to me. Yeah. I'm not going to let anyone sure. do that to me. <laughs> so that sure. was my whole association with that. Um, and then just looking at the... Sorry, Tando. Yeah. So how old were you when your dad got baptized? I was maybe seven. So this really? makes sense okay. that I'm like, mm-mm, yeah. I'm cool. Um, so that was my <laughs> yeah. I was just trying. To, I was trying to figure out like how old were you? Because I was four and I thought the same thing. Oh, uh, my mom was being baptized by white people, and so I had the double whammy. I thought these white people are drowning my mom. Anyway, that's a story for another day. Okay, so yeah, that's kind no, of your, your picture of of the church. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I'm like, you sure. know, at this place. Yeah, I know. Um, and then yeah. I saw, so my, my, my parents were married at this point, but my mom wasn't a disciple. Mm-hmm. So my dad had become a disciple, but it was for a while, actually for years. Um, mm-hmm. my mom remained unbaptized. And so I didn't have any direct exposure to discipleship because I was closer to her okay. than I was to him. Cause obviously before they got married, mm-hmm. I was with her most of the time. Um, sure. so yeah, my relationship with my dad wasn't really much of a thing. So Mm-hmm. Um, later though, she started to change and then I think, yeah, the conversations or just as she grew, she started to change and we would go to more events. We started, she started buying us these like preteen Christian books. Like you could tell that, you know, nice. it's different in here now. <laughs> um, and then she nice. got baptized. And so that was really, really awesome. cool. But then just after a month later, she passed away. So you can imagine that was a bit of a, an interesting situation, especially for me, because I'm like, okay, we're starting to get to know this God, and mm. then he does things like this. So for me, that was the turning point in terms yeah. of just me being like, I actually have no interest in pursuing a God like this. Um, sure. And at that point, I was, I was 12. And now, like I was saying, I study psychology. So now with even studying psychology, I notice how crucial an age that was, because according to psychologists mm-hmm. at the age of 12 actually right after the age of 12 um you go through a phase of trying to find your identity and if that's not found you lead into confusion okay. that could actually be for the rest of your life so i'm like wow um wow. yeah so from then i'm just like for something like that to happen was a mess and i went your mm. yeah i know anyone who knows me knows it was a messy time um yeah. then my dad yeah. remarried and i think that the timing probably made it a bit worse for me because then I just started high school at mm-hmm. this point and mm-hmm. started exposing myself to things that I knew he wouldn't appreciate subconsciously. Sure. Um, and mm-hmm. I think for a long time, it was just trying to get attention at all, any kind of attention. Mm. Um, and so sure. I was hanging out with, who, I mean, whoever he was not interested in, I was there. Um, I mean, because I, I was still part of the ch- part of the church, I would go to events and stuff, sure. but it wasn't, Unless he was like, where are you? It's two o'clock. I'm supposed to take you to tea. Not what? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm coming. Um, So it wasn't, it was not something I was about. Um, And this Mm -hmm. was, again, I think from grade nine, grade nine particularly was a very big one for me because then it was, I mean, I was very young, but it was getting involved with people I wasn't supposed to be getting involved with, getting a tattoo Mm -hmm. because I knew my dad wasn't okay with that. It was wow. going drinking with people who were way older than me, pretending I was way older than I was because I felt like this is a, it, it, it filled 
temporarily a spot that would never really be filled from everything mm-hmm. that had gone on. But that's sure. the before major teen years. Yeah. 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 Wow. I had I had no clue. Uh, obviously, we grew up kind of in the same church, and I I, I knew your brother, be- your older brother and older sister better, Uvenes mm. and all. Simpiwe, obviously, because my brother was friends with them. But I had no clue your mom was baptized a month before she passed away. Mm. That, yeah, I can... Do you, just, if you don't mind, and you can tell me if you do. But can you put me on the scene, like, what you processed as you thought, but this woman is getting to know God. Like, you mentioned it slightly, but, like, she's getting to know God, and these changes are happening, and this is all cool and stuff. And then she passes away a month later. Like, what, what was your mental process of... God, but of the situation as well at that time. Mm. I think, yo, um, it was very weird. Completely the strangest mm. thing. Because this, when she got baptized, it was when, it was December time. So all my cousins, everyone was there. So it felt like this could have mm-hmm. been an opportunity for God to show us, um, especially with this being my closer parent, what it looked like to be his mm-hmm. disciple and what it looked mm. like to really change because i saw her change before my eyes completely change um so for me mm. to be like wow mm. okay now she's made this decision because i mean it was happening at church every other sunday but i didn't know those people so now it's like wow yeah. okay this is sure. happening to my mom and i'm so excited for her i'm so proud and i'd hear what other disciples were saying about her and i was like oh this is this is gonna be a vibe so for me sure. it honestly just felt like God gave a glimpse and then took that away very abruptly because she wasn't mm. sick before she passed away. It was yeah. literally a collapse and go to hospital and sorry, we couldn't do anything situation. So that was very mm. like what happened. Um, and it, it sure. just felt, it felt like a, a sense of abandonment for me. Um, yeah. And it, it felt like if that's because I was getting to know God through this person, I'm like, okay, so this is the God that everybody's been speaking about and this God that has plans mm. for everybody. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I'm next. And now, yeah, it honestly just felt like a very cold God. It, um, that whole situation sure. just felt very cold. Um, not that yeah. there would ever be a great time for your parent to pass away, but it genuinely was like, absolutely. Yeah. But what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. No, I I appreciate you going there because that I can imagine the confusion. I can imagine kind of trying to wrap your head around it and how and how challenging that was. And then you did mention your parents. You, you know, your mom now. Your, your your dad got remarried, right? Yeah. And and you mentioned that that was also kind of a contributing factor into this kind of rebellious. I just want to do my own thing. I want to do everything to hurt you. Situation um, was that because you were not keen for him to remarry? Weirdly enough, I don't know that I was completely against the idea. My mom was strange, my biological mom, in that she would speak these things that have never happened. So she'd be like, one day, you know, you must be open. And I'm like, why are you talking about these things? One day I won't be here. So it it wasn't like, ha. But I also, I think, it's not like it's something I wanted necessarily. At my young age, Mm -hmm. I think it was for me, because I didn't have much of a relationship with my dad, it felt like this is Mm -hmm. now the time for us to grow our relationship but now this sure. attention is being given to somebody else just when we have mm-hmm. the opportunity to grow. So subconsciously yeah. I made that her problem because it was like, you came here and you stole and da 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 da. <laughs> I mean, now sure. we're in a better place, thank God. But it was definitely yes. a place, a time for me to show her that this is not where you should be. I think 
pretty much sure. the teenage dream of getting the parents out. So it's like, yeah, no, proper yeah. scheming with my older siblings subconsciously that like we're just gonna be the worst and then she just won't make it here. But she stayed. So oh. yeah. Yeah. She did. She did. And I can imagine you guys you guys giving her a hard time of that. Okay, so uh, so you said that's kind of the, the early years of your pre your, your preteen into early teens, and then and then how does the story story continue? Okay, so um, I continue to go to these teen fun nights and events that my parents are like mm-hmm. you are going, um, and mm-hmm. then I started to make friendships. Actually, one particular friendship okay. that really stood out was um, this person who was constantly trying to find out where I was at. Because I think, um, for me, mm. a lot of people that would speak to me would be like, you, know, you talk, talk, talk. And then it's like, so have you ever thought about studying the Bible? And that was not what I was trying to hear at that point. Because I know sure. this, that like, okay, I'm going to study, I'm going to get baptized, and then God is just going to miss. Like, it's weird now. It, that just yeah. stuck in my head. So for someone yes. to yeah. be speaking to me about things other than that, genuinely just wanting to find out that like, oh... You weren't here last week. You're here today. What made you come? So things like that. Um, that it was just very, very kind. And yeah, so I think it was definitely relational for me. Because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so this particular friendship person wasn't... It didn't feel like I was this lost case or confusion to be solved. But a per- like a, a sure. person. I started to yeah. feel like a person at church where um, they cared about what was going on or how I was feeling or why I didn't come last week and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, So that was very, very, very helpful for me. And then, um, weirdly enough, my stepmom was a very (laughs) big um, role, a very big role, because then, again, I started to see discipleship. She was very, she is very unapologetic about her faith. So Mm -hmm. to see that up front, because I'd come and now I'm trying to connect with this woman and I'll, you know, bring up things I wouldn't bring up with my dad. And she'll always just be like, well, let's pray about it. Initially, it was the most (laughs) annoying thing ever. But with time, I'm like, okay, let's pray about it. Um, Yes. And I could see that she was very dependent on God. So already it wasn't like she was trying to please me or... Um, be what I wanted her to be. I think, I mean, she tried as much as she could to connect with me, but it was very clear Mm -hmm. that God was her priority. And while that wasn't something I appreciated at first, obviously, with time, that's something I can hold to because of that integrity. Mm. Um, Yeah, and I think that was later on high school time, though. I think I studied, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to study also, study the Bible to get to know God not mm-hmm. so much at the time to be a disciple because I didn't feel like I was in the right place to give mm-hmm. that much. Um, mm-hmm. I was still trying to figure myself out and, and I needed a lot of healing as well. Sure. A lot yeah. of healing. Um, mm. And so I think I, I always considered it. I'm like, okay, at some point, that's what I want to do. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't, I wasn't really sure. Honestly, I thought like after 40, after I've had like 15 kids, I don't know. And it's like, <laughs> ah, whatever. <laughs> wow, that's a big number. <laughs> At the least I could do, God. Um, sure. But well, here we are. Um, mm-hmm. I continued though to go to, to, to go to church, to go to, we had this thing, um, youth camp that started mm-hmm. beginning of, it actually started when I started high school, where I okay. obviously wasn't in the space to go. But then with mm-hmm. time, it was, 
and as much as it was like okay that's what we do in january um i realized mm-hmm. after grade 10 that i actually really wanted to go because grade yeah. 10 was the one year my dad didn't even ask me if i wanted to go because i think he was starting to be like this girl needs to decide because it was always we're in durban for the holiday we get fetched mm. early because we must go to camp it was like yeah i mean um yes. so the one year i'm like okay i'm not gonna go and it actually hurt so much because when i got back everyone was going on about camp and i'm like ha ah. so i started to make it a responsibility of my own to make sure i've spoken to uncle rodwell and i'm sure. on the list and i'm going because there was yes. so much growth um that was honestly offered i think it was a very very safe space for me as well especially with um the woman that i got to be in conversations with and how mm. again unjudged i was feeling because i think that yeah. was a very big part of me i expected people to judge um mm-hmm. and give me negative attention but people who were like oh really and then what and who genuinely just wanted to hear me out and it wasn't mm. a case situation i didn't feel like another number to save um for yes. lack of better words and i really yeah. really really loved that um mm-hmm. uh yeah but i again i mean it was still a bit of a confusing time because i'm like this is a lifelong commitment i need to be within it um then it completely mm-hmm. changed matric um end of matric particularly at this point i was in a relationship from high school for like the past almost 3 years and so it was mm. hard because i knew that like an expectation would be that i wouldn't be in this relationship and i also mm-hmm. studied the bible with a, a girl a woman who was there when i was growing up so it was really that was also hard because i was trying to keep up this facade that like i'm this sweet little girl tandor but obviously with time that showed not to be beneficial at all um sure. so when i started to actually be open to the process i think that's when everything changed because okay. then i started to fall in love with god and realize and actually look back and be like yo when my mom passed away not a second was i alone um friends mm. from school weren't there but friends from church were there like all the time mm. and i'm like oh my gosh i didn't even see that um sure. people were coming every day with meals constantly my mom's friends didn't suddenly disappear like it was mm-hmm. a very intentional thing but obviously because i was so hurt i didn't see any of that and yeah. then even sure. seeing the fact that my mom my stepmom um was still around i'm like that's a whole god thing you yeah i put her through it she can tell you sure. i put her through it shame <laughs> sure, wow sure i'm going to bless yeah. her um yes. i really needed all of that i really needed all of that patience and i i know that mm. god now i know that god knew that and so it may have felt like you was taking forever to other people who are like when is this girl but it, i think it was in perfect time because mm-hmm. it was right after i got into varsity yeah so that that was a very big shift for me mm. getting into that weirdly enough the independence that varsity came with mm-hmm. could have done something completely different yeah i was hoping it would do something completely different i actually <laughs> sure. applied as far away as possible and only at the last minute did i think okay let me go to vits let me apply to vits so yeah. i'm probably not going to go there sure. because everybody from church goes there so i'm like nah <laughs> um yeah but god god yo that was a whole god story in itself mm. because when i got into my dream university was rhodes because it's far i know that there's like no one there it's in yeah. the middle of nowhere like proper it's just rhodes yeah <laughs> and then i they didn't respond for the longest time so i get into vits and my dad's like well you know what 
it's already January at this point, mm-hmm. um, just before varsity begins. So we go, we register, get my student card. Literally, kid you not, when I got home, just after getting my student card, I get an acceptance letter from Rhodes. I'm like, of are course. you kidding me? <laughs> that was not the plan. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, we've registered, we've paid. My dad's like, I sorry, hun. Like, yeah. you're going to this. Exactly. It is what it is. So... God made it happen. That was a very big... God made sure. Yeah. No, that's, that's so cool. You, you said something that I want to double back on. You said you wanted to study the Bible to get to know God, but not necessarily to become a disciple. Now, I want to ask you, do you still feel like those two things are separate things? Or do you, looking back now with kind of hindsight being 2020, do you feel like, oh, actually, those two are, are very much interlinked? I do. I'll put that as a premise. I do think they're interlinked, but I want to hear your thoughts. It's definitely changed okay. so much. Now, getting to know God drives me to be his disciple. Okay. It wasn't a thing of like, there's this God I don't know. Perhaps let me go follow him with my whole life. But I think mm-hmm. that's how I took it then. Yeah. Because sure. it was, okay, I want to know God just so I can guide my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but to a degree where it's not expected of me, it's a choice. Yes. And I mean, not to say being a disciple, dis- it is a choice. Even now, it is a choice mm-hmm. to live my life according to him. Mm-hmm. And I've made it such a deal that I have asked for that accountability mm-hmm. and that's that step forward I think it's sure. that accountability that I don't think I wanted then I wanted it oh. to be a well when she feels like it um but it's definitely now in hindsight definitely the same thing knowing who God is there was no way I wasn't gonna yo no way yeah that's so deep I, I have never heard it put that way that you part of the choice of being a disciple is choosing accountability. It's choosing that people will hold you accountable and that there's an expectation, right? Because there is a standard at which God kind of the Bible teaches, uh, fellowship of Christ. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal, steal that wording uh, around that. All right, so, so you become, you know, you, you get onto BITS, uh, which is a very illustrious institution here in South Africa, and you become a disciple, and, and this is awesome. Um, but you've got this psychology side and you've got this art side. How do the two, how do the two, let me start there. How do the two differ and how do you kind of feel like they're associated? Because you said earlier, you feel like the brain is a form of art. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I, you're, I've always, like I said, I've always had a deep love for the arts, that being music, mm-hmm. poetry, dance even though i can't dance i love to watch um interpretive dance and things like that i love expression and i think Mm -hmm. that is um how i link the two because the mind is it is expression and Mm. whether controlled or uncontrolled it is expression and that's what i love about it It, it's what drives a lot of what we do generally and throughout um but i think they definitely are different in the sense that if i studied art being art like an atini it would mm-hmm. be a completely different thing um but mm-hmm. i've i've been able to link them in just how i write about things as well because i am uh and i'm yeah not yeah i write um <laughs> in my in my spare time and i love to write about things that <laughs> what is are, that wait <laughs> i don't know what to say because i don't want to say back. i'm an unpublished author because it's not like i'm trying to be published right now but like oh, i write okay. You're right. For, you're, for so you're fun. an author then. <laughs> okay. 
Cause Thank I, you. Do you have to, like, do you have to be published to be an author? That's, I guess that's, a, I don't know if that's in the scope of our conversation, but just a thought. I don't know if you have to be published. So, okay, that's, so you that's write. something I should consider. <laughs> yeah, so I write. And it, mm. um, my, my loving art and my loving psychology deeply influences that. Okay. I do write about experience, mm-hmm. but the, the mind's um, role in our experience sure. in, in terms of just the subconscious and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've linked that. Um, okay. And even just provoking thought i love provoking thought so even if it's mm-hmm. a sentence i'm like i just want i just want someone to think about this mm-hmm. um so yeah that's kind of the line that i've drawn between those two things okay and then where do, where do you feel like your faith intersects with all of that because some people feel mm. like those could be completely separate and yet mm. I, the sense i get even from the content of yours that i've seen and listened to and watched is those two are very much interlinked for you. Mm. I can, there's a little story about that actually, because it, it definitely was not at some point. Okay. Um, beginning of varsity. Okay. That's actually when like, cool, cool. Beginning of varsity is actually when I started becoming like more present on social media. Um, and it actually became mm-hmm. a job. So I don't know if y'all heard of like, the Instagram influencer, like genuinely that was the path I was going towards, just influencing with brands. I worked with Country Road, I worked with Woolworths, I worked with Cotton Mm -hmm. On and doing different campaigns. And it was fun, oh my goodness. Like I remember being, I arrived at Varsity, went to my first lecture, they flew me to Cape Town for the day for a shoot Cape. I was like, this is, I mean, this is nice. There you go, yeah. (laughs) It was a good time. And then that was my job to like post and style their clothes and because I love styling mm-hmm. um, style their clothes and get paid to do that I'm like this is lovely sure. and it wasn't but it was never linked with my face until one shoot when like it was a thing of okay this is what you're gonna wear and I was like no I can't wear this and they were like but this is what you need to and I'm like uh, no I'm not gonna put that on my media I'm mm-hmm. not I, so then I now need to explain that I'm a Christian woman and these are the standards that I'm trying to uphold mm-hmm. And I mean, that turned a lot of brands away, but I think I needed to come to a point where I was like, that's going to be, that's the important thing. And then I was like, actually, how are they to know that I'm a Christian if they come onto my page and there's nothing about me being a Christian? Mm. And that's when I started to make sure that in my bio, there is something there that that says that this girl, these are her standards. And that's where I started to not shy away from posting about God or posting little snippets about where I'm at spiritually or what I'm learning. And then I also put that into my YouTube and all the different um, places. Now I've started a different Instagram page, particularly for that, because I noticed people will comment on like a status that lasts for 24 hours. And I'm like, oh man, maybe, yeah, there's actually an audience for this. So I've put that as well. Sure. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about that, but you just said something really profound. You, You asked the question, how, would, how are they supposed to know that I'm a Christian if they don't, when they come on my feed, they don't see it? And I think social media and the church now and like social media and faith is a big question mark. You know, there's people on the far left and I, mm. I'm using left and right as just random words and not the U.S. political system. But far left, people are saying, mm. no, social media is from the devil. Like if it doesn't have only perfect, pure goodness in it, it's not from God. And other people on the, on the very far side are saying social media is part of 
life. There are human beings there, so therefore it can be used to influence people towards Christ and his goodness. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my question is kind of, how do we bring those two together? Because you've, you've given us a good picture of, okay, you know, arts and psychology, which can seem left and right brain, those two come together. But at the same time, not only do those two come together, that's also really true about my faith. Like, my faith is all up in the space of the arts and the science and this and that. But now it's the question mark of, okay, so now we've got this thing called social media. How do I then use it for both? How do I use it for the arts? How do I use it as well for my faith? Mm. Yeah, I, I fully agree. There is that thing of like, but is this, is this what you're putting your time into? But it's weird because I feel like we pretend as though this isn't a digital age as though Mm. this social media doesn't have an impact on who we associate ourselves with and who is exposed to who we are. Because it is a place where you are there Mm -hmm. to present what you want to present. So if you want to present that, Mm -hmm. man, I'm always just out doing this and this and this, this is what I wear, then that's what's going to come across. So I definitely think it's a thing Mm -hmm. of how you use the platform that you have. Because I I understand Mm -hmm. to a degree where people are coming from where they're like, but you're like here and you're there but i think that's where it's important to bring jesus into your spaces that's actually Mm -hmm. a conversation i had with a a girl a few weeks ago that i don't even know we we just spoke on instagram and we were talking about bringing jesus into our spaces because we're saying okay no i can go i go to vits i can go and share my faith there um when i'm at church i'll speak about god when i'm with my cousins maybe not Mm -hmm. and it's almost like you're, you're picking and choosing where you bring god but if god is lord of your entire life jesus Mm. is lord of your entire life it does come naturally to bring him into all of those spaces yes so that is a thing that i you know she she said something of like that nature and that's stuck because yeah initially it is a bit hard sometimes because you're like okay if this is my job then people are going to start unfollowing me because i'm speaking about god but Mm -hmm. genuinely am i trying to attract people that don't want that in me because if that's who i am then that's who I am. I need to unapologetically be that. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. Cause I think, so I've been asked before, why do I call it the remote life? And why is it the remote life, life and faith podcast? Why aren't those the same thing? Mm-hmm. Now I deep down inside, I truly believe they are the same thing, but I've seen and why I posted it that way is because I feel like I've seen what, what you just described that people separate the two. So I have my faith and this, and people will tell you they're undying Christians and love God with all everything that they have. But then I have my life. I have my going to gym. Mm. I have my diet. I have my, you know, going to class, getting the degree, getting the job, getting the wife, getting the kids. And for some reason, those two things can seem like two separate entities. But I love what you said there, that if Jesus is Lord of your whole life, then he should be in, in that space, in all of those spaces completely. Right? He should always be in there. So then how do you hold the tension? How do you hold the tension of I've got clients and people that I need to service and hopefully be able to continue to make money from this thing? But at the same time, I just got to be real. Like, is there is there such a thing as overposting about Christianity? Is there such a thing as underposting about Christianity? Like for you, obviously, you don't have the answers for the whole world. But but how do you hold that tension? It's definitely still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Um, Hence, even starting an entire page dedicated specifically to this because Mm -hmm. people who want to know more about God know that, okay, I even put it in my bio because I'm like, 
you can DM me whenever and mm-hmm. I will pray for you because sure. I truly believe that there are people that want to see that, but it, because everybody's so shy about it, mm-hmm. it's not, it, there's not a space for it. Sure. Um, there is definitely that tension though, not going to lie, even on, on, on YouTube. I'm like, okay, my first video, can I just be like, okay, so this is da da da. Cause I'm like, okay, it, I'm not going to lie and say this is a faith channel but i'm also not going to pretend that i'm not going to talk about my faith mm-hmm. so if i'm randomly going to post a video of me praying you get the idea this mm-hmm. is we're going to speak about god mm-hmm. so i think it's just being clear about the fact that these are parts of my life that he is a very big part of my life mm-hmm. and that there might be different things i i speak of but obviously it's I'm trying to not make it a chore as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to not make it a thing that like I absolutely must because, you know, it needs to just flow naturally. Example, sure. I had a, a vlog about Christmas. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a sermon or anything. It was just a video showing what we were doing on Christmas. But in the middle of it, I mentioned a scripture. Mm-hmm. Now, someone else could be like, Auntie, what is the point of what you, what was, what, what? Mm-hmm. But generally, like, honestly, it's, it, if I read yeah. a scripture that day, why am I going to purposefully not mention that I read a scripture that day when I'm going to mention every single thing I did? Mm. It doesn't make sense. So sure. that's where it's kind of just being, being honest about it and putting it as it is. Yeah. And that's what I'm hearing you say, is it's not so much choosing one or the other. It's actually saying both and are true. So it's true. I mean, I, I saw mm. bits and pieces of your Christmas, your Christmas situation, but like, it's true that you guys sat around and ate. It's also true that you read the Bible. Like, mm. none of that is mm. pushing an agenda. Like, no one, because, and that's a, that's a hard thing, right? Is no one says to you, what are you doing when you, when you post a picture of your plate at a cool restaurant? But people have a question mark around, what are you doing oh. when you post a scripture? That just hit me because, like, mm. that's the thing. Is it's, but both are true. I ate a really great meal. I had a really great like, time with God. I spent quality time with him. Cool. Like, move mm. on. You know what I mean? So, so mm. that's, that's super interesting because I do think for a lot of young people, and I'm, I'm in that space now of trying to figure out, man, how do, I, how do I manage making sure that I'm real and authentic on my social media, but also that, hey, this is, I, I'm a minister full-time in the ministry. <laughs> so that's yeah. like a huge part of my, of my job. So I, I appreciate what you're saying because I do think it's super helpful, uh, even as I process my own, my own social media situation. Um, so quickly tell us about the YouTube channel. What is, what is the, what is the, what is it? What, what are you doing? What can people expect if they were to check it out? I think that's definitely the art outlet because it's montages, mm. it's cinematic, um, feel. It's not, Hey guys, welcome okay. back. Let's go. Da, 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 da. It's little snippets yes. of things that I would like to see. Um, good mm-hmm. music like it's genuinely in my head i wanted it to be a a, a peaceful space a calm space mm-hmm. where you could literally be sitting okay. reading and you can turn to the left and there's no put yourself out there <laughs> on hey, the side go. and it's just like hey this is fun <laughs> this is nice it's chilled um but also okay. real stuff so yeah. if i have an entire video where the entire video is just praying because i know um, in that time, it was really hard for people to pray. And I had heard that in my DMs that it's just, I'm just struggling to pray. So if that is a thing of, okay, I'm mm. going to turn this on, close my eyes, and we're just going to pray together virtually. 
it was mm-hmm. I need I just felt like that was necessary and it helped a lot of people and I'm so grateful so if I feel driven to do that again I know that I can well I will <laughs> so yeah it's sure. a very calm calm wow. chilled vibes artsy farts vibes Okay, all right. So if you want to get the, the artsy, very raw and real, yet cinematically well put together, good music vibe mm. from, from Tando, that's where to go. Okay, then talk to me about Of All Nations, the, the new Instagram page. Yes, <laughs> so, so, so exciting. Of All Nations, the name was inspired by Matthew 28, I mentioned in the first mm-hmm. video that I posted on there, just to yes. straight up, make it clear what this is about that it's sure. not it's about jesus it's about mm-hmm. god it's about the mission it's about making it mm-hmm. accessible um and that in this case means mm-hmm. even virtually because i'm unfortunately not able to travel the way yeah. i thought i would at this age but um yeah so it's creating <laughs> sure. that space where i'm making jesus accessible to people so it's sharing random sure. thoughts like today i actually put, um we had a kickoff and I did a short video about like a line that stood out to me in that mm-hmm. kickoff that I feel like it, it now makes that little piece accessible to people who weren't even there. And I'm like, sure. oh, okay, that's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's a day when there's a scripture that's really inspiring or um, a song that's really inspiring and for us to just, yeah, speak in the comments, people, de- it's, I think people are more comfortable DMing, um, yeah. which I understand, which is why I said, if you want to DM me, because I know a lot as well with social media, people don't want to be seen to be da-da-da-da-da. Mm. So I was like, yeah. okay, that's okay. We can DM and just speak back and forth. How are you doing with God? And sure. if this is a space where someone can be like, well, this is actually how I'm doing. Please pray for this. Or how do I get out of this? And this is not to say I'm perfect. And that sounds like something that someone would say that's perfect. But this is the truth. <laughs> I'm genuinely <laughs> not you're like oh my goodness so far from it this is me just trying and creating a space i wish existed um when well even now especially from like just fellow young people to show that it's not something to be ashamed of and we can speak about god and still be cool kids or whatever (laughs) so yeah that's what it is yeah yeah well i'll I'll tell anybody if yeah, if you want to know a cool kid, uh, I don't know many, but Tando is definitely one of them. Like, you are, uh, even for Pali and I, we're like, yo, just, like, gang gag. Like, that's actually the word that comes to mind. I don't even know how to describe your coolness, but the word that comes to mind is gang gang. So, I'll tell people, on, on Instagram, of all nations, on YouTube, there's, you know, there's that, there's... Uh, you can follow her genuinely. Just follow Tando was on Instagram, what have you. Um, I'll definitely put all the links in the show notes, and we'll make sure that people can get get to your content um, in the interwebs but you've mentioned something a couple times you talk about people dming you and um Mm -hmm. this idea of trying to help people and i wanted to speak Mm -hmm. to you particularly about kind of being i don't want to use the word influencer because then what people are going to see is that other side of influencer that word that's now trending but yes. but being a, a being a faith influencer being being someone who like you're saying you want to be able to influence people towards Christ and i, I want to ask you particularly as a as a young woman uh, why why do you feel like it's necessary why do you feel like that's something you want to be involved with i want to be real with mm. people and i want people to feel safe about 
there being real as well. Mm-hmm. It honestly does feel like something that is so necessary because I understand that beginning phase of not wanting to expose certain parts of yourself, especially on social media, because you want to create an image that you have control over. You don't want, like, not everybody wants to say, oh my goodness, I haven't prayed in a week. Mm-hmm. Does God even love me anymore? Yeah. Like, slap on their post. Yeah. But to feel that I'm able to speak to someone about that, I think is a very beautiful thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I have both parents being disciples, but not everybody has that. So mm-hmm. even thinking of that, that some people, this is not a thing where they live. This is not a thing in their relationships, yeah. um, in their spaces. So for them to feel, even if it's, because sometimes God, actually, I feel like almost all the time, God starts with like a drop in your life. He won't like mm-hmm. flood you and overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. He'll start like with little things. And it almost feels for me as, like an opportunity to catch that um, sure. and to move that to God. So that little entice that a person has and that little excitement or just want and need to know a little bit more to create that space where it's like, okay, um, so maybe try to read this scripture and tell me what you think. And sometimes it's an mm-hmm. ongoing conversation. Sometimes it stops right there, but I'm like, you know what? It's there now. So if they ever want to come back and talk about it, I hope that they know that they can. Mm. Sure. That's so cool. Just to think about what people could potentially need and try to fill fill that gap uh, and try to provide, you know, a little bit, like you said, a drop of kind of spiritual, uh, spiritual excitement. Um, but you, you are a young person in the church and you are potentially like me seeing a lot of young people leave the church. Uh, and, and what would you say kind of, influ- what do you, what would you say to people who want to influence young people? Again, you know, someone in your age uh, towards not just staying in the church as in the, the, the system, like, church the building vibes but churches and staying in the family of god staying in in god in a relationship and in in community with god and his people what would what would kind of be your your words of advice to people like me who are trying to lead young people towards that i your i deeply appreciate um feeling seen and i'm getting the feeling that most people do okay and um I think it starts with things as small as that, mm-hmm. that genuinely checking up on people, genuinely mm-hmm. just being what Jesus wants you to be in people's lives sure. um, can do so much more in the long run. I think it definitely did for me. Yeah. Um, for it to be a long-standing thing where I'm like, I, I feel if a person here sees me like this, imagine what God sees mm-hmm. um, as opposed to it being like Bible bashing. Cause I think we can be very extreme about it as Christians. We're either like, I'm just going to leave them alone or it's like, yeah. listen here, open <laughs> this and this and this. And it's like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Cause the last thing you want also is for people to be sticking around because of the pressure you're putting onto them. Cause exactly. God can see that. Yeah. So it's being patient with people. It's taking it slow and, and trusting that God is taking care of that person. Um, I think it's beautiful to even, be thinking about other people's faith because as humans, national, mm-hmm. natural inclination is to worry about me. Am I good? Am I fine? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes, for me, Christianity so different is that we're actually concerned about each other. Like it genuinely feels like a family effort where mm-hmm. if I'm limping, I can rest assured that somebody is probably going to be praying for me. 
um, yeah. and is going to be there for me. So to be there to people is an honor and a privilege, honestly. Sure. Um, I definitely say, like, just take it slow. Um, do, I don't want to say, like, do unto others because maybe some people like being overwhelmed. I personally do not. <laughs> okay. So I really appreciate it. Um, just people taking it slow with me, t- um, trying to find out where I'm at mm-hmm. and how they can help me as well. Sometimes, fair, I won't know. But, yeah, just taking it slow and, and treating each person as an individual, a unique individual as well. So not being yeah. like, this is how we do it. I'm just going to one size fits all because sometimes that's not the case. Mm. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's super helpful. And I think that's what your DMs are doing, right? It's, it's, it's opening them up to say, hey, let's, let's have the conversations. Let's do what we can. Um, because I, I really believe, like, everybody's got to be at it. Like, it can't just be one person or 10 people or a, a tenth of the church. It's got to be, like, everyone who says, man, Jesus is Lord. We've all got to be doing it for those who've said Jesus is Lord and for those who haven't yet. Like, we've just got to continually be yeah. those types of people who are doing that. And I think... Uh, you know, just from my perception of you, from what I've seen of your content, I think you're definitely doing that. And I, what I love is you're doing it in a, in a very fresh and different way. And that's honestly why I was like, man, I want to chat to Tando and really hear kind of where this is coming from. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your story and, and sharing kind of where you've been and what you're, what you're trying to do. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end on this, um, this question, which I, I literally, I close with every interview um, what would you like to say to young people to help them thrive in life as well as in their faith? Mm. Wow. Um, my favorite quote. Okay. <laughs> this too shall pass. Mm. So I definitely say take your experiences. Don't take them for granted. Um, don't assume that like this is the worst thing that's ever going to happen. But also don't downplay your experience because mm. it's it caught up with me later mm. and it does catch up with us because we're human and this might be coming from the psychology in me, but just be in your experience. Um, but be hopeful as well. Sure. So this too shall pass. Amen. Tando, thank you so much, man. Thanks for making the time. I know we had to sk- shuffle a couple of things in that schedule to get this done. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, and thank you for being a beam of light, man. Thank you so much for just being being your true and honest self and doing it on platforms where people can reach out and hopefully, like you said, get a drop uh, of mm. God. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for having this podcast. Like, All what right. a vibe, man. Gang, gang. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>